0: Hey there, it's the Jew from the Chew on This Podcast, letting you know you can leave comments, questions, and suggestions a number of ways. Reviews and comments are appreciated on iTunes and YouTube, and you can check out our daily postings on Facebook. Our Twitter feed and Instagram is at Chew on This Pod, and of course, as always, you can email us directly at Chew on This Podcast at gmail.com. So there you have it, folks. Short of a bat signal or an Avengers card, there's all the ways you can let us know how big of a nerd you truly are. Enjoy and chew on this podcast. episode 35 casserole number four of chew on this energy united podcast i'm bj Vic, so
1: welcome back bj you're back from your Thanks, honeymoon
0: right? yeah
1: it was weird it was, uh... to record not uh, without you uh last week with john not that it was weird to record <laughs> john it was just weird weird to record without you
0: there yeah it was actually interesting because i i uh didn't think i was gonna watch that movie while i was in maui but i ended up uh watching it and then was able to listen to the podcast um, so on the, your, way, on the your, way back.
1: So your wife, your brand-new wife, allowed you to watch Ghostbusters on your honeymoon?
0: <laughs> well, technically, not really. What, what ended up happening was we had, like, 10 hours to kill that last day. And so we did some souvenir shopping and did all this other stuff. And then we still had, like, three hours by the end of the day. and And she... She's the one that said, uh, hey, well, why don't we just go watch a movie? And I was like, all right, well, what do you want to see? wasn't Ghostbusters. <laughs> she didn't really want to see that. And I'm like, that's fine. Let's go see something else. And so we went to the theater, and that was Ghostbusters was the only thing playing right around that time that we were there. So I got lucky. Um, but we watched it, and she actually she semi-enjoyed it. I didn't – I I don't know. I listened to your guys' podcast And I didn't feel the same way you guys did. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Um, But let me preface by saying a couple of things. Um, Number one, I did not join the bandwagon of everyone else. Like I had a completely different reason for not really wanting the reboot. It had nothing to do with the all female cast. I thought, you know, they were amazing. I thought that, you know, I always thought the director was great, all that stuff. Um, And number two, I'm thinking on multiple views, I'll probably end up liking this movie more. Um, I just – I think at the time, I was really tired. I saw Star Trek uh, Beyond the night before, which we're going to go into that review soon, Um, which is – a, I had such a good time at that movie. And so when I went and watched Ghostbusters – had nothing to do with the original movie. I wasn't, that wasn't in my mind, anything. I I really sat there clear headed and watched the movie. And I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I did not laugh barely. I think there was a couple of times that I laughed out loud. And then the rest of the time I just kind of sat there and, and just watched the thing unfold. And I, and I think from doing this podcast, I'm very like, I think more critical now, than I used to be. So I'm like, really like analyzing. And, um, I mean, I could talk about this movie for hours, the problems and things that it had. And, uh, but I'll talk about the good things. Um, number one, uh, Holtzman is awesome. She, I, I I could watch her all day long. She Kate, Kate McKinnon, right? Is that her name? Yep. Yep. Um, freaking awesome. Uh, just, I mean she was the one that probably got me giggling the most. Um especially the the after the fart joke. Oh my god, when she said <laughs> so I came out the front. I died. I thought that was really funny. Um but, yeah, that was hilarious. But, but the rest of the time it was like, you know, um just watching it, I'm just like, Well that's Melissa McCarthy and that's that's uh Kristen Wiig. You know, I'm just like that's their their shtick. It's the same character over and over again. Um, and Leslie Jones, I thought was better than I thought she was going to be because in the trailers, they did her a big disservice. They made yeah. her look like a, t- a token character, or whatever. And, uh, but I thought she was, she was pretty funny too. Um, the cameos bugged the living crap out of me. I did not like it. I knew I wasn't going to like that going into the movie, but I tried again. I tried to cl- keep clear headed because I knew they were going to be in there. And unfortunately, I never caught the last one, the Sigourney Weaver one, which apparently I didn't know anything about until I listened to the podcast. But as soon as the credits rolled, I got up and left. I just like, I don't want to sit here. I was just kind of like disappointed and I left and then um, I listened to the podcast. I'm like, oh crap, I would have loved to have caught that, that ending. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver
1: song. was one of the better, Sigourney Weaver was, was probably the best one for me um, Then maybe Ernie Hudson. Uh, then Bill Murray and then Dan Aykroyd and Dan Dan Aykroyd Aykroyd was was just awful.
0: It was complete, complete. It it was, it was Dan Aykroyd. It was, it was, it was
1: uh, was basically Ray stance. It was
0: basically Ray. Yeah. But um, driving a cab now, but, but again, you know, and then the other thing that really bothered me was uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth character. Like at first, it was funny. And then after a while I was like, wait a minute, there's nobody in this planet. That's that stupid that that's like that dumb. It, it was like a, like a way over-exaggerated. And so it got to the point where I thought, okay, well, I think he's doing that because he's the bad guy, the ultimate bad guy that's pulling all these strings. And like, that's just the way of, of uh, you know, like a sheep and wolves clothing kind of thing. And then when it turned out that, no, he's really that dumb. And this other guy is really doing all this stuff. I was like, okay, well, that's just, I don't get this. I don't understand his character. Like at all. I understand that they're trying to do a role reversal thing, but they made him so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That it was distracting for me after a while. I just, I I couldn't, um, it kept taking me out of the movie. Like, we wouldn't we didn't know how to use a phone and I, I mean at first aha, okay, I get it. And then after a while I was like, This is dumb. And then the um, you know, the the shtick about the, the Chinese restaurant over and over and over again they kept doing that, you know, the wonton soup and all that. And I was like, eh. you know. So anyway, there's just things that again, piddly things, but but then when I left there, I kept thinking, well, I know of a few other movies that I went to see where I was really critical, and I left there going like, oh, I didn't like that. And then later on, watched it multiple times, and then like ended up loving it. And one of those movies was High Fidelity for me, because I'm a huge John Cusack fan. And after coming off watching Gross Point Blanc, or Blank, or whatever that movie's called, um, I went and saw that movie thinking, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever. And I was like, I hated that movie. Yeah. And then... And then on subsequent views, I ended up. It's one of my favorite, like top ten movies of all time. So did you pick
1: up a? Did you pick up on the the whole the whole Chinese restaurant thing that you actually didn't see any Chinese people?
0: Yeah, you never saw any Chinese people. In fact, I think that in the delivery guy was like not Chinese.
1: No, he was like Indian. Um,
0: yeah, he was like Indian. Um, that was you know. I'm like okay, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think some jokes hit and other jokes just didn't hit. I think so what's most What's your of the time?
1: What's your chainsaw? What's your chainsaw rating?
0: Uh, i would probably give it two and a half. Two and and half. then, um, for diversity, I think I'd give it a Jan Brady.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I would say pretty Jan Brady. I mean, the fact that, I mean, yeah, you got an Indian guy in there delivering Chinese food, but there's no Chinese people at a Chinese restaurant. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, Okay, so that's your take on Ghostbusters. Um, We got a lot, like we didn't preface the the episode saying that we got a lot to talk about because other than your honeymoon and Ghostbusters and Star Trek opening this weekend, a little tiny uh, conference happened this weekend, just a small (laughs) little tiny conference. (laughs) um, Two of them happened while I was gone. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, the one that happened this weekend, um, just a small one called San Diego Comic Con, if you've heard of that. Uh, yeah, that happened this weekend. Barely. So, tons of news coming out of that. Tons and tons of good stuff. Um, I don't even know where to start. But let's start with the. Let's go. Let's go little to big as far as like where you're watching it. So, when I say little, I mean like the TV screen. Let's go to TV shows first. Um, yeah. So, what was the big thing for you? We'll go over the biggest, the bigger news that happens. But for you, what was the biggest news that happened out of Comic Con during for t- for, a for TV shows?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely Flash. Um, the, the, they showed a, a little trailer, um, that got me so freaking jazzed. And especially when, um, the reverse flash yells out, you know, flashpoint or whatever. I was like, Oh God, right. that's going to be great. Um, that was a highlight. Um, and then a- Ash versus evil dead, um, season two trailer just got me absolutely jazzed. Um, especially how it begins. Like you see him like shove his chainsaw. And I was like, Oh, and it hits like a keg and it sprays over a bunch of, you know, (laughs) 21 year olds in a, in a bar. I love that. And I'm just like, Oh, he's in Jacksonville enjoying his life. That's too funny. Um, Yeah. I can't
1: wait for the return of, um, ash versus evil dead. It's, it feels like it's been years since we reviewed that show. So I can't wait for that to come back. (laughs) Flash, flashpoint again, was, was for me, um, a big, um, a big uh, selling point for me. Um, I mean, I love that show. I'm just hoping that they're, they're, they're pulling like all these great, um, these great flash, uh, you know, story arcs from the comic books. Yeah. And I hope they just don't run out of, run out of ideas um, on the other spectrum of that, of shit that I didn't give a shit about um, uh, Gotham. Something happened with Gotham too they they showed something or something happening there, which I just kind of rolled my eyes and brushed over. Um, yeah,
0: it doesn't look – it just looks like more of the same. Um, I felt the same way when I watched the Arrow trailer season five. It just looked more of the same. And I, I'm just like, man, they, they need to – they really need to step it up because th- – I don't know if you saw the trailer for Arrow, but it just – it looked like everything we – I mean – it's the same shit over and over again. So I don't. I don't know. Like like Flash, they they keep doing something different every season, and um, I don't know how long they're going to do the Flashpoint episode. Well, it's for. it's like, not
1: okay. The story the story arc is different, but the main villain is always the falls the same MO, which is um, he's a friend, and then he turns out being a bad guy.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's always been yeah. their mo for that's the That's always guy. been, the,
0: yeah, that's true. Well, the difference
1: between the difference between Gotham and, and Arrow is I will watch Arrow. I've I've given up on Gotham, especially when I read like <laughs> I read the notes afterwards. I read like an article about Gotham. Like, oh fuck, I, I'll, I'll read this just for the podcast, and I read it. And it said something like, oh, well, you know, if Bruce continues on this path, then, you know, he'll, he'll end up here or he does this this way. I'm like, I already know what the fucking end result is. He turns into fucking Batman. So I don't give a shit what path he takes. (laughs) On top of the fact, they were like, on top of the fact that they were talking, they, they started talking about the Joker again, apparently. And they said that, that the Joker, his like, that one cool episode that they had um, where that guy did not end up being the Joker, that he influenced, like, all these bad guys in Gotham or whatever. And that uh, all of a sudden is going to be, like, a heavier influence. Um, you're going to see, like, things here and there. Basically, that, that show, to me, is just one giant fucking Easter egg. Like, it's like yeah. Michael Bay directed Gotham and just decided to put product placements all over. But instead of product placements, it's it's, like, villains. That's all they do yeah. is just do Easter egg shit all the time.
0: I think and there's recasted, no substance to it. I think they recasted Poison Ivy, too. So I think they're um, getting like an older Poison Ivy and like all this. Basically,
1: everybody's going to be older than Batman. So that's why Batman's <laughs> going to be able to stop <laughs> right. the fucking people in Gotham. We've already been through this. There's, Gotham, the, the police force is actually doing a good job catch, capturing all these villains. But Batman is not needed. There's no reason for Batman at this point in time.
0: Well, no. Because when, when Batman shows up, they're all geriatric. So he captures them really quickly. Right, on top of that.
1: Yeah. On top of that. Basically the the way to stop them from in in this version of the batman lore the way to stop the villains when batman becomes batman is just remove the handicap ramp and they'll never escape arkham
0: <laughs> there you go um, so
1: the other on the other side of that there's there's a show that you don't really watch uh, which is agents of shield are you caught up on that yet or yeah you are caught up on that right
0: so I'm, no? I'm I've watched all the way through season two. I haven't watched a lick of okay. season three, but but because of the announcement that they made, um, that trailer, I now I'm interested. I need to catch up. <laughs> I need to spend. Well, okay, the
1: so weeks and catch the on. last the season that you haven't watched, which I think is the last season you didn't watch, the last half of that last season is pretty good. It, it finally okay. focuses on like one storyline, and it it gets pretty good. Um, I'm okay. interested because now all of a sudden. Instead of this being a Netflix show, they bring back they bring back and get the rights back to Ghost Rider, which I'm really interested to see how this is gonna work out with Agents of Shield.
0: Yeah. What a, when they announced that I was like, that's a really interesting poll because I thought Ghost Rider would have been a great um Netflix show, you know, like kinda like how Preacher is. Yeah. yeah. Um But I I'm like, okay, well, let's see what you're gonna do here, you know. Um and then, did you watch? Um, I watched the, the two trailers for the for the two Walking Dead shows.
1: I still have not caught up to Fear the Walking Dead, so I didn't. I stayed away from that one, but I yeah. did watch. I did watch the Walking Dead one, and that was, it was okay. It wasn't like I was trying to picture, or trying to check out who was in the trailer, so I could figure out who the hell. Oh, that they killed. did a
0: good job of not showing you that. <laughs> yeah, Except they were for showing like people Morgan and Carol. Yeah. yeah, they
1: were showing people that like were not part of the group that could have gotten their head bashed in, so there was no way of knowing who the hell so,
0: is dead. I'm watching that trailer with my wife, and and I was like, please show the please show the tiger, please show the tiger, you know. And she's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Just watch, just watch." And then they showed Ezekiel, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then then they showed him sitting on his throne, and he's petting the tiger, and I fucking just went, "Fuck yes," you know. And and then she's like, "What's what is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, you'll see." like he's you know he's in the comics, like that this is like one right. of a fan favorite, yeah, so it's I love
1: uh the part that got me was there's a few cut scenes where um fuck, I forget his name now, I just know Lucille <laughs> 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 where, where he's where he's ne- swinging negan. Lu- More, uh, yeah negan he's swinging he's swinging Lucille and there's a few cutscenes scenes of that, and then there's that one cut scene where it's like the bat is kind of like in front of the the headlights, and you see blood pouring out of Lucille and I was like oh my god this is going to be so fucking gruesome
0: oh yeah and then it shows like his shadow on the other side of the gate to their compound oh right yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I was like oh that's
1: like right man. from the comic books right there
0: yeah it's so good man I, I really really jazzed to watch that season Um now Fear the Walking Dead that first season I just I had such a hard time getting into and then the second season really did a better job of um doing pretty much doing everything better you know with character development and with uh the zombies and the scares and all that stuff but they also made those people the probably the stupidest people on the planet even more stupid <laughs> cuz some of the <laughs> shit that they did but um i was really surprised that on august 21st that's going to be back and i was like oh cool so that's going to be back and then that's going to run right into the other walking De- the first walking the original walking dead so it's going to be a good end of the summer um start watching that stuff um i think i think that's pretty much it as far as shows with the exception of the star trek but they really didn't show anything um it was just kind of like a a teaser reel of the ship flying around and all that stuff um look gorgeous but uh I, uh, that doesn't come out till January and I think it's going to be on CBS demand. So actually, you're going to have to end up paying, uh, separately to watch that show. Um, Mm. so we'll see how that, that goes. Um, I think people will pay for it. I mean, we haven't had a, uh, Star Trek show in like, I don't know, 13 years, 12, 13 years, something like that. And the last one was so bad. Um, but anyway. I digress. Uh any any other TV shows that you're interested in or is that pretty much uh covered that? Um, I think those
1: are the big ones. I'm, sure, I'm I know we're forgetting something. It's fucking Comic-Con, you know. I'm sure we're yeah, forgetting.
0: Yeah, there's just a too many. Shows. I mean, I don't I don't remember seeing anything for Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl, but I do know that this fall starts in October, first week of October uh, the CW. Yeah, they, I mean they made
1: the official announcement. I saw it all over Twitter where um, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow all welcomed super girl into the cw universe so i figured that when they did that that's pretty much basically when they announced it even though they already did but they i guess they made an official announcement
0: more official now yeah and something like in december i keep hearing rumors about december where they're all gonna um join together for a couple episodes which i'm really looking forward to that Um, their their crossover shows are are fantastic probably the best that i've ever seen of any other show. yeah arrow they make arrow more palatable yeah big time Time
1: okay, so let's move on to the big screen. Big movie news, lots of stuff happening. Um, let's start with our favorite Star Wars. Um, yes, the Rogue One Sizzle Reel. I was, I was happy. Well, actually, they didn't release this during Comic Con, they released this during Celebration, so, yes, a little bit different there, but we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Uh, so we'll bring it in here. This is non, this is not actually Comic Con news because Star Wars, I don't think, was actually at Comic Con, they did their own thing. So. Um, So really briefly on the Rogue One scissor reel, you get to see a lot of things in there that you didn't get to see before, but I was really disappointed that it wasn't a really full trailer. It was, again, it was just a scissor reel. There was nothing, it wasn't a fully cut trailer. So I was a little disappointed in that, that there wasn't a trailer.
0: Last year, we went to Celebration and they showed uh, the second trailer, which blew the roof off. And then the scissor reel came three months later. Well, Technically, that's
1: the actual trailer. Because before that we got the teaser, so that would right. that would have been. So we actually got the first trailer. Um, Rogue One still only I don't is that considered a teaser? What they showed. Um, I
0: don't know.
1: La- not this is a real. Like bef- back
0: in uh, back in March or April, I think that yeah, was yeah. a. I'd say that was a teaser because it didn't really. There wasn't a lot of talking. I, I consider trailers like longer, and then they talk a lot. <laughs> like about two so, and a half
1: minutes, I, I would say a a, a trailer is. Um, I think that I think the Rogue One, Rogue One trailer was like under like around a minute and a half, maybe maybe two yeah. Minutes.
0: I consider that more of a trailer because um I actually saw the teaser online that the um, celebration people got to see. Somebody recorded it. Oh yeah, that was it. that was a and true it, teaser. Yeah, and it that was a true teaser because the the very end they they show you know Darth Vader's figure and he's breathing and it's I think over the. That Star plan? I can't remember um, now. It's it, it's been take took uh, taken down now, so I can't um, haven't been able to watch it again. But um, yeah, I'm very surprised that they didn't drop that uh, at Comic Con. But you know, it's like it's st- the movie is still what like five months away. Yeah, but I
1: don't think Star Wars is actually at Comic Con this year. So that's that's I don't, I don't that's know why.
0: I'm not sure. Like Fridays are always. Um, Star Wars Day at Comic Con, but that doesn't mean that they show trailers and things. It's just like they'll have like you know Hasbro showing off their new figures or their well they
1: were they weren't in Hall Rebels. H. Let's put it that way. They weren't they were not in Hall H. Rebels was there. No, actually, Rebels the Rebels stuff happened in Celebration. So I'm going to say Star Wars was not there because, and here's why: because I know my cousin went to Comic Con and she was in Hall H and she didn't mention anything about Star Wars and i thought Nothing. i heard okay. something i thought i i thought i remember reading something about star wars not going to comic con this year so
0: that's very possible cuz last year um they did go i think they did go to. no they didn't go to comic con right didn't they have d20 no they, they no
1: they did thing? they did no they did go to comic con because that was when jj J. abrams pulled everybody out of hall h
0: oh god and poor kevin smith that's right right <laughs> and this so, year they had Marvel right before him too. But, so what was your what was your take on the Sizzle reel? Um, uh, it's okay. I think there's one part that I thought was kind of cool. They they showed that creature you know shooting from the ship, like yelling and laughing and stuff. I was like, oh, that creature looks pretty cool. Um, it didn't really add anything to for me at all. I I don't know. Like the the Sizzle reel for episode seven is way different because it's you know the movie we've been waiting for for such a long time and all this stuff and and rogue one is just this weird anomaly it's not like it's 5 years you know between movies and stuff like that it's coming out a year after episode 7 the hu- that huge hype i don't think this one has that much hype compared it's almost, to
1: that this this doesn't it's not the same thing it's not comparable but it's the only thing that has ever been done like this it this reminds me of when they released clone wars as a movie yeah, and like nobody really talked about it because it was so weird. I mean, yes, that that was a cartoon, um, and it set up the whole universe, and it did a lot of things that wasn't like the payoff for the movie Clone Wars doesn't happen until you watch the series of Clone Wars, right? Because um, if you watch, it- if you just watch Clone Wars, or yeah, the Clone Wars in in as a standalone movie, and, and we're talking about the the cartoon, like it, it it's kind of bothersome to me because it in- introduces a lot of things like like Anakin having a paddle on, you know
0: right Um, and then it just ends
1: (laughs) yeah right and then it doesn't pay off until you actually watch clone wars because like if you go back and watch the movie now it's awesome um but for this this is like you said this is an anomaly where it's it's not part of this technically not really part of the the episode numbering system uh like clone wars was
0: yeah it might not even get a crawl either they said
1: Right, because it's not part of that Skywalker kind of thing. I don't even think the Clone Wars movie got one either. So, and it didn't even really get the John Williams uh, thing to it, even though it was part of the Skywalker th- storyline. I,
0: I and part of the problem is, and this blows my mind, but I guess maybe this—I guess it's a problem for most people. But a lot of people think that this is the continuation of the Skywalker, you know, episodes. They they don't understand that it's it's a completely different like. Just the standalone movie. There's a lot of people out there going like, What is this? You know, why does it have eight? And I don't understand. Like, where's Luke? Where's Ray? You know. I can't believe that there are people out there that are doing that. And so they've they've they're trying to distance it or change it or alter it or whatever that it's to make it a a standalone. Well that's
1: all about that's all about marketing. They should do a better job marketing. You know, I didn't even really think about that because you know we're so knee deep in star wars and all this you know nerd news and all that shit and to us it makes perfect sense but for to somebody else it's like well where does this take place is this right after episode 7 and it's like no this is actually before episode 4
0: <laughs> well that's so, right that's why i think you know i i know for fans it might upset them but for non fans or, or people that are just getting into star wars now when they put the next trailer out they should they should put something you know um, in the trailer, you know they should explain. do a
1: callback. They should do a callback like they did with the teaser trailer or uh, the trailer that we saw at Celebration, where it sets up the whole continuation of the story. Because that's what that's what that trailer did. It had Luke talking about, um, you know, that the force is strong in my family, and it was a callback to the original line from Return yes. of the Jedi. What they do, yeah. sh- what they should do for this trailer, what they should have done for the for the first teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, is they should have had. They should have had like um, somebody talking in episode four about what they did to try to like Princess Leia probably has that line in there where they talk about how they got the Death Star plans on there and that they should recreate that type of a thing where it tells a little backstory of what this movie is about.
0: I think that'd be really hard, though. They have to really dig for lines from those old movies to do that. Well, I'm I'm not saying they do do the exact
1: exact same thing. But they should do something like that where it kind of explains that, hey, this is kind of taking place before, uh, you know, you see Vader in Episode 4. Or it actually leads up to the princess getting captured.
0: No, I agree with you. That would be um, a a way better way to to tell it instead of just, like, putting words in front. Like, you know, before there was Star Wars, they had to get the plants or some bullshit, you know. Um, Oh, that was the other thing. I'm sorry, going way back to the Ghostbusters thing, but that when that that the most hated trailer on the internet, one of the one of the biggest things that bothered me about that trailer is it 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 confused people because it said thirty years ago. Yeah, that was know, a really
1: bad that was really bad marketing. Uh, it was really marketing bad marketing, marketing
0: because it has nothing to do with the other one. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of callbacks, but it's it's a different animal. It's rebooted. It's you know yeah, new exactly and all that stuff. But anyway, um, let's skip to uh, Warner Brothers had. To- Yes. Uh, when I say Warner Brothers,
1: I don't mean Warner Brothers DC. I just mean straight Warner Brothers. So the two big things that came out of – that wasn't comic book related um, was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and Skull Island. I didn't watch Which, the Fantastic Beasts trailer, did you? I, I Yes, you did. I did.
0: And yeah. and it's got me way even more excited than before because the the previous trailer really didn't – or teaser didn't – I know it didn't really do anything for you. You're kind of like, eh, whatever. But – and it – you know, for me being a huge Potter fan as well, I, I, when I heard that the movie was going to be made, I was really excited and who they got to be in it and all that stuff. But the teaser, I was like, oh man, like that's this looks kind of bad, you know. And then, but this trailer really made up for it because they're going to America. They've got freaking the cast is huge. They got some really good people in it. Um, I didn't know Colin Farrell was in it. I was like, that's awesome. So that really I didn't know either. Yeah. He looks different. He, he, he's older. Do you think,
1: do you think if I watch this, I'm going to eventually watch the trailer, but do you think if I watch it, I'll actually end up liking it?
0: I think so. I I think when you watch this trailer, you're going to be like, okay, I'll, I'll give this movie a shot. I mean, it's not going to blow your mind or anything, but, but it captures that magic I think of Harry Potter. And I mean, they even have the music playing through it and all that shit. Um, But it's just different characters. It's 70 years before, um Harry Potter. And I think Dumbledore is even alive too, as well, because they mention his name. Um oh. and uh but it's just a different type of story. Um I I don't know. Watch the trailer, you you let me know um at a later time what you think of it. Um what was Skull, the other- Island. Oh, Skull Island. Yeah. Did you watch I, that trailer?
1: I, yes, yeah. And and I think I'm nostalgic about this shit because like, you know, I don't know about you how it was on the West coast, but in, 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 on the East coast in Jersey, like every weekend when I was growing up, I think it was like channel 11 W P I X or whatever it was. Um, which I think is now like WB or CW. Um, they would always play like Godzilla movies or they would also play, um, like King Kong movies and and shit like that. Uh, -hmm. mixed in with like those old, like Kung Fu movies that were badly dubbed. And, um, so for me, watching like an updated version of like Skull Island, where you know I've I've seen that island before in like the stop animation type shit, it was really uh, nostalgic for me. Man in a rubber um, suit. <laughs> yeah. So and I this was like a true teaser for me too because you barely get to see anything. You just caught glimpses of shit. This reminded me of uh, this reminded me of like the Godzilla trailer when they first released it. Um, it was yeah. a, such huge trailer, a huge teaser, and all you saw was like a shadow of Godzilla. And in this one you see like a shadow or you see like a uh, they not were- a shadow, but they showed Kong, but they showed him like he was kind of standing in front of the sun so you, you couldn't see it focused the camera. He looks
0: enormous dude. Yeah. They made yeah. him like look big.
1: Yeah. But I I thought it was I thought it was a really good teaser. It didn't really tell me like the whole story. Basically it just said I, I mean, I guess these people are supposed to just survey the island and all of a sudden they get fucked up. Somebody throws a fucking tree through the helicopter, which I'm guessing that was Kong. <laughs> so, um, I liked it because, because of, I mean, it's got, it's got Hiddleston in it. You know, I think it's got, it's, it's some Brie Larson in it too.
0: Yes. It, yeah. That, so. that really piqued my interest. I was like, okay, if she's in it, I'm going to go watch this movie. It's funny to say that because she was literally a nobody for a while and then, um, the last couple of years she's really like blown up. Um
1: well it's got it's got Hiddleston too, so you know, it has got two the two main actors in the movie are are worth watching. They're both very yes. top notch actors. So I mean that's the thing too is when you go to a movie that's like this that's going to be heavily CG'd, you better make sure your human actors can act. Um yeah. so the fact that they got these these two to to do it um is a is a really big plus. Um so I'm I'm pretty psyched for it. I'm pretty I'm definitely going to go see it. It better be on IMAX. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> the sure. this scale. It
0: has to be. It's a movie that has to be on IMAX. It's so big.
1: Um, um, what, what were your thoughts on it?
0: Um, well, I'm of two minds. You know, one, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. But number two, I've yet to see a huge movie like this be something awesome because I've been let down you know the first Godzilla uh, with uh, Roland and Emmerich, you know, with Matthew Broderick and all that stuff was was terrible. And uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong was okay. You know, the the, the fight scene between Kong and the, and the the T Rexes was was awesome. But um, other than that, I thought it was all right. Um, so I think Pete Jackson wasn't even he, he was like the hugest King Kong fan. Like that's his number right. one go to movie. Yeah, yeah, that was it.
1: basically it was like a
0: love fest for him to do that. Movie. Yeah. And, he, and you could see yeah. it. He took you could see how much love
1: he had in the movie. Where that one particular scene where, um, which is really ridiculous, but it was it was still beautiful to watch was when Kong was dancing with uh, whatever her name
0: is in the movie. Oh, in the, yeah. In the on the on the lake or on the pond, whatever it was. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. It kind of humanized him a little bit. Um, yeah.
1: Right before he gets killed.
0: Right. <laughs> Always, Um, so yeah. So I'm I'm leery, you know. But the the last um, I think Gareth Edwards' Godzilla I thought was uh, definitely better, way better than the um, than the other Godzilla back in '98. But it had its problems too. Like I still to this day cannot figure out why they killed Bryan Cranston off so fast. Like that was such a bad move um, on their part to just kill him off like that so quickly. Uh, cause his, his character was essential, like really was pushing the movie forward. Um, but, better other than that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it. Um, IMAX would be the best way to see it, of course, because I mean, it's the, it's, it's going to be enormous, you know?
1: Yeah. If um, you're going to make a, if you're going to make a colossal monster movie like that, you better put it in IMAX and you better film stuff <laughs> for
0: IMAX. Definitely. Um, so let's move on to this is still Warner Brothers but Warner Brothers owns all the DC properties. Right. Uh, so we'll jump into DC. Um first one I just want to go really quickly uh did you see the Lego Batman trailer?
1: Yes. <laughs> Fucking okay. so funny. I can't wait to see that.
0: So in the, in the Lego movie Batman stole the freaking show, you know, in that. And I remember when that movie was done there was all these rumors about well, we're going to do a Lego movie too, but I think the first thing we're going to do is, is bring a, a Batman movie solely for Batman. So I jumped for joy. I was like, oh my gosh, Like he was the best part of that movie. But the other part was like, well, I hope they don't overdo it because too much Batman might be a bad thing. I don't know. Um, but then I saw the trailer, dude, and it was awesome. I laughed throughout the whole thing. It was yeah, They Yeah,
1: they got Will Arnett to do. It's Will Arnett, right? Will Arnett, yeah, he's just yeah. he's genius. Yeah, he's so funny in that. Um uh, yeah, I can I can't wait to see it. I mean, he was really good in the Lego movie, so I can't I can't wait to see that movie. I'm really psyched for that movie just because he's in it. I think Zach Galifianakis is playing the Joker, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and there's um Robin and uh, Alfred. I think that was all, all they really showed in the trailer, but it was a Yeah, they
1: I mean, it was they got hysterical. some good. Yeah, they got some good A-list actors to uh to do the voiceovers in that one. Um, but the two biggest ones that came out yesterday definitely yes. have to be Wonder Woman and justice league so let 's let 's go to Wonder Woman first because I got a feeling we might be on Justice League for a while um, yeah. The only thing I was disappointed in the trailer is that they showed too much that 's the only yes. thing I was disappointed in other than that uh they it sounded like they kept the same uh theme song which I fucking loved the scene the, yes. her theme song in, in Batman v Superman um she looks awesome in it um i keep harping back when i every, any time i see her in the costume or in the suit every time i i harping back to like the the fucking fanboys who are like well she doesn't have the body for wonder woman i'm like what are you talking about like the wonder woman was drawn in such an awful like depiction like basically the woman would have to have like plastic surgery to to right. look like wonder woman and um, she's she looks gorgeous. First of all, and, and I don't yes. care about her physique. Like, she looks like she's Wonder Woman to me now.
0: That so, actress has um just such um uh, uh, charisma and yeah, yeah she has this
1: quiet confidence um yes. about her, and that that it reminds me of that one part in. Batman v Superman, where Doomsday throws her down into the car, and she smirks like, "All right, fucker, let's get this on." It was <laughs> such a great, it was such a great like smirk, and and like that's one woman right there. So I can't wait to see. Th- I'm really psyched for this movie more so than Justice League. Um, it just looks really good. There's a, there, it, it still, it still holds a little bit of this like tone, this over dark, this dark tone on the film itself where her yeah. costume isn't as bright because like, if you watch, if you look at pictures from comic con or any place else, there's color to those costumes. Like Superman's costume is pretty bright. It's bright blue and bright red and bright yeah. yellow. Only Zack Snyder decides to fuck it up and put some bullshit overtone the, on the film. The
0: new um, poster for wonder woman is fantastic. It just, yeah. Looks, yeah. It looks different. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I really hope, I really hope they nailed it. Um, I did enjoy the, the, teaser or trailer or whatever, but you're right. I think they showed a lot because it's still like a year away. Um,
1: this is also where DC can separate themselves from Marvel because even though Marvel has been kicking ass, they, for some reason, for the longest time because of what's his face who no longer is part of the Marvel MCU, um, Feige's in charge now. And Feige said that there will be a black widow uh, movie. But they have not gone into their repertoire of getting female centric movies out there, which is really disappointing considering it's taken them this long, and they just announced Captain Marvel. So, right. so which this we'll is DC. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. DC. This is this is the only way DC can one up Marvel in a way if they nail this movie.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree because the, one the, the best thing about B uh, Batman versus Superman was Wonder Woman. Besides, um, Netflix, and but yeah, and um, one the the actual standalone movie for her looks it it does look um, a little dark and whatnot, but I think it it looks lighter and it looks like it's got some humor and some um, again her her confidence and all that stuff really shines through and that's exciting and and so the humor in
1: this it, okay so the humor in this one I'm I'm glad you brought up humor. The humor in this one seemed natural. Yes, it seemed very natural in this movie. Um, I um, I don't want to jump ahead, but when you said that, it like I remember reading some of the comments and and the stuff out there about the new Justice League trailer about oh it looks like they fixed all the issues. There's humor in it. I'm like yeah, but is it funny? Because my problem is is that all these fucking fanboys out there who hated on Ghostbusters for all the wrong reasons aren't as critical with Batman v Superman, and now Justice League, as they are. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Because to me, I don't know about how you thought took it, but when I saw the trailer for Justice League, I was like, okay, For the, the two things that stood out the most was like, okay, the music that they got to play with the trailer was like a fun, upbeat music. I'm like, okay, that's 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 totally different than Zack Snyder being reined in. There was mm-hmm. jokes in there, um, albeit not very funny, And seemed very forced. And they had the wrong person telling the jokes again. Don't let Bruce Wayne tell the fucking jokes. Let everybody else tell the jokes. And then the other thing was the Flash again. So there's that awesome scene that everybody's talking about. Quote, unquote, awesome. I put that in quotations. Where he throws the batarang. I'm like, okay, this is going to be pretty cool, right? But then again, because of some stylistic version of how he thinks the Flash moves, every time he uses his fucking speed force, it it looks like he's going to destroy the room like the lightning bolts just coming off of him are like ridiculous like the flash tv show does it right where it's just contained within himself but right. every time you see it in Zack Snyder's version it looks like he's going to fucking burn the house down
0: right and, and then like, you're like you're like oh there's there's some weird force here you know because the flash is supposed to be in and out quick like you don't know he's there
1: right just, like you know like either you do the flash tv version or you do the quicksilver version from X-Men right But you can't have it – like, to me, like, it looks ridiculous as far as, like, being fast. What's the point of being fast when I can just track you by your lightning bolts? Yeah. So those were the three major things I had an issue with in the trailer. Like, the humor was forced. The music was, yes, upbeat, but it seemed like it was just like, hey, forget about the fucking shitty movie that I just did.
0: You I know, don't, forget I don't about that fucking dark movie, happy, dude. I don't think we're ever going to be happy. Because when I, when I watched that trailer, I thought the same thing you did. I was like, "Wait a minute, Batman is not full of humor. He is the straight man. He's serious. He is a the dark knight. and bro- he is the dark and brooding one, not Superman, asshole." Right, right. And so when he's cracking jokes, I was like, "What? Like, no? Like he's supposed to be like, you know." always serious and, and dark. He sh- and all that they stuff. should
1: really, he should really watch like the animated series and, and watch justice league. Cartier. Yes.
0: But see, again, it's probably Ben Affleck going like, well, I want to, you know, I w- he's got top billing and he wants to do this or that, or I don't know who knows. But I think that again, it's the wrong direction because when I first, you know, when they were talking about how, Oh, they've lightened up the humor and, and, He's. You could see the contrast between him being dark and the Flash being light. I was like, okay, well, that might be interesting because I know in the cartoon, Batman is like really uptight and really, and the Flash is joking, you know, around and, and it it kind of makes this like really interesting dynamic. But I just didn't see that in the trailer at all. I was like, oh fuck, they they got it wrong again.
1: Right. You and know? did you? Uh, how about this? How about pick? Did you pick up on this? Where I was like, holy shit, this is a really shitty. This is what would happen if Zack Snyder directed. Civil War that scene with uh, Tony Stark and Peter Parker. I was like, this is how shitty it would be if he directed those two guys. Yeah, because like, because while I'm watching the trailer and I'm watching these two interact, I'm like, is this their version of the Tony Stark Spider-Man introduction? Because this is this is not even close to being good at all. Like the like it it was it was so it it fell really short about and. from the from that scene from Civil War,
0: I don't know about you either, man. I think all the costumes look ridiculous. I don't like the way Aquaman looks at all, and I don't like. Um,
1: Spider- I didn't mind Aquaman. Cyborg, I had a problem with. Cyborg looked like Michael Bay did the Transformers and just put the Transformer body on Cyborg. Um, it looked pretty bad to me. Cyborg <laughs> has to be like a mix between because he had all those like jagged edges and shit, and his, his like he was glowing in the middle of his chest. I don't know what that was all about. Um, and the flash had like all this fucking armor, and i don 't know if i don 't know if that 's the armor that 's later on in the movie because maybe Batman upgrades him because now he 's like the Tony Stark of the Justice League. you know what I mean right but batman doesn 't do that feeling. shit batman yeah. doesn 't do that he does not he 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 does not upgrade other people 's shit. <laughs> So that's Tony Stark because his ego <laughs> is so like fucking big. You're on big. your
0: own, fucker. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, oh, you run really fast. Well, then I don't need to spend seventy hours designing a costume for you because <laughs> I don't have his, time for this. Because the Flash's costume looked like what I would picture Cyborg's costume to be like. <laughs> Only it's not, you know, it would be silver, not red, because he had all this like armor plating and all that stuff. So it looked like, you know, if you if you made a few tweaks, the Flash's costume in this movie could be cybernetic. Whereas oh, yeah. the the other, the cyborg itself looks like fucking, it, from what I saw, it looked like really jagged this, and looked like Transformers bullshit.
0: This movie's a year and four months away. You realize that, right? It's yeah, like I know. Forever from now. So, oh really
1: quick too i don't know a lot of people who would know this that has listened to the podcast but so like i said before my cousin was at hall h so she got in she was there from like for the next seven hours she was there so they started with like dc moving all the way up to marvel so like basically they started with the shitty and ended with the good and um <laughs> so apparently the justice league people were not supposed to show up uh to this uh, uh comic-con
0: uh-huh.
1: and they showed up and then when apparently they they cheered or whatever, and then when Zack Snyder came out, apparently ninety percent of the people, all sixty five hundred people, ninety percent of those people booed the shit out of Zack Snyder. Oh my gosh, that's terrible! It's fucking funny because I would be one of those ones too if I ever got yeah. into Hall H. Because, god damn it, seriously, he is like he is like the Michael Bay to my Transformers for the DCU.
0: Ugh. which is a bummer because when they, you know, it could have been better, but. We got what we got, and maybe, and I, and I think the higher ups realized it after the other movie came out, but it was too late for this movie because it was already it was already script was already written. There, well, they got their Kevin Feige.
1: They got their Kevin Feige now, which is what Jeff Johns I think is yes is taking and, and over. And I'm so. so
0: happy for that.
1: But um, unfortunately, they already signed his contract to do you know Justice League, so they're kind of stuck with him. But seriously, if if he comes out with like a fifty eight percent movie. Like, he's going to get fired. He's never going to direct another fucking DC comic book again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I kind of have to agree. Because at this
1: point, like, if he he did, like, 50... If he did, like, a 65% Batman v Superman, he would have been the golden boy, even though it was at, like, 65%. But he didn't deliver 65%. To us, he delivered 50-something. To Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, he delivered 20-something, which I still think that's way too low. But, um... He now he all the pressures on him now, and he can't deliver a fucking half-ass movie anymore. Like he needs to deliver a Rotten Tomato certified fresh movie, right. because anything short of that now, I mean, that's that's that that will be three shitty movies in a row that you've directed. What was what was back, what was Superman at Man of Steel was like fifty eight percent or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. It was like twice as much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, right now he's flunking out of high school, like. <laughs> I mean, he has a failing grade right now. So this is, to me, if I'm Jeff Johns and, and and I'm controlling the DCU now to try to battle Marvel, like, if this guy doesn't have another contract, show him the fucking door if he delivers, like, a 58% or 60% movie. He needs to deliver in the 80s, and that's a lot of fucking pressure.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Um, now I'm really, really interested in how Suicide Squad's going to do, because he is executive producing all these DC movies as well. And so um, it'll be interesting to see. I wasn't all that interested in this movie, but now I'm, I think I'm way more interested in it for, probably for different reasons, but because um, everything I see in the trailer for that, I'm like, eh, you know, Yeah, me
1: too. The more they show about just, the Joker, the more I'm like, no, I don't want to see this, but I do have tickets for it.
0: It, it feels too. A lot of the jokes feel really forced. And again, I'm really not into the whole, I love Harley Quinn, but I just – I don't get – I don't like this version of it. And so I, I don't know. I, I have to go – I, I got to put the judgment away and actually go watch this movie for what it is and maybe – who knows? Hopefully it will come out. Some of,
1: the, some of the early things about surprising. it, some of the rumors that I've been hearing, um, mainly from Kevin Smith's podcast, saying that Suicide Squad is supposed to be a different animal altogether for them. Um, perhaps maybe they're, they're Deadpool or something like that. Okay, but um, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you know. I mean, we've said it before. Like, you know, Michael Bay did not direct Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Both of those, he just produced it, right? But it's almost like he did. Yeah, you know, and and (laughs) I'm hoping that. I mean, they got a really good director to direct this movie. Way better, I think, a director than than Zack Snyder. But he is producing this movie or executive producing this movie. So I'm hoping his, it it does look dark, you know, when it's at nighttime and it has that filter, I fucking hate that goddamn filter. Like you can be, you can be dark, but like, not like that. That's like, I don't know what that, I don't even know what that is, but that filter should be like retired and thrown out. Like it should be deleted from every fucking final cut program there is out there. Um, because it just mutes all the colors.
0: It's because he, he uses color, to change the tone instead of having good actors and good scripts, right? You know, like you don't look at—I mean—Marvel's movies are all bright and pop off the screen and all that stuff, but, the but they can be are so dark. Good. Yeah, but they can be dark. Yeah, they can. I mean, there
1: was there was parts in uh, Thor: The Dark World. Was it The Dark World? Is that what it's called? Yeah. um That were you know when they were on that planet and. And then they put that filter. They put that filter on that planet to to show that that planet is like completely fucked up. That's just
0: for that part in the movie, not yeah,
1: exactly. Because like, if you do that throughout the entire movie, you're like, well, what makes this planet any different than fucking London? You know, so so that's the problem with him. Is I feel like like the movie Three Hundred, which I loved Three Hundred, absolutely loved that movie. Mm -hmm. That filter belonged in that movie because it was like kind of like a unique set piece type of a movie.
0: Yeah,
1: but when you're trying to say like. I want my Superman to be grounded. I want my Batman to be in the real world. It's like, well, the real world doesn't fucking look like that. The real world has color. So, yeah. unless you're wearing sunglasses while you're filming this fucking movie,
0: like it shouldn't look the, like that. He took the filter from uh, Watchmen and applied it to all his movies. Which, yes, again, it which, worked. In the but Watchmen. again, if
1: it, I love, I really like the Watchmen. Um, I love 300 and the Watchmen. Um, but as much as I love those two movies, I equally hate the man of steel and, and Batman V Superman. Um, but you're right. He took the Watchmen filter and put it into these movies. And like, you can't do that to Superman. And it would be great to show the contrast when you were actually watching Batman V Superman between the two. Fuck. We've, right. We went off on a tangent again about that fucking guy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, let's go. All right, to, um, let's move. Let's move on to something. Some things that are more fun. Let's jump to Marvel, which is Marvel. Um, so the first thing, um, although we have problems and had diversity episodes about it, uh, Doctor Strange looked fucking awesome.
0: Oh my god, it looks like um, uh, that part where the the buildings are folding into each other. I'm like, oh shit, is this Inception? Like, what what is this? You know? Oh, it's
1: gonna be. It's gonna look so fucking good on IMAX. I can't wait to see <sighs> it.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks amazing, um, um, and they got the right actor. Uh, you know cumberbatch looks amazing. oh you know what
1: part you know what part i thought like it was a, such a simple like cg but the part that i fucking like geeked out on the most was when he put his cape on like all he did was like yes. kind of flick it over and then it just like kind of went over his shoulder and like kind of set itself it was really
0: smooth right he just like yeah he just went and just kept yeah and it. i was oh. like it was just
1: a simple like cg thing but i was like oh that's fucking awesome looking like i think i geeked out at that part the most <laughs> something so simple um
0: uh, let's they, see. They, they sold that movie pure on visuals because, again, the story really doesn't. Uh, well, that's that's good like marketing.
1: That's really good marketing because, like, this is yeah. Marvel's first foray into into magic and supernatural shit. So they had to. I mean, it's right from the opening trailer, from the teaser trailer, where it's like, open up your mind, where basically Marvel's like saying, like, hey, this is going to be a little bit different. So come come open your mind and and follow us on this journey because they kind of did the same thing with guardians of the galaxy like they had to do something different to let you know like hey you've never seen this from us before
0: but yeah they still connected to the universe because like if you see um and i've read about this all over the place but i saw it in the trailer when i watched it very carefully um you see the tony stark building you know in new york like getting folded down in with the rest of the building so they're they're tying everything in um
1: well, He's basically everybody, everybody lives in everybody fights crime in Manhattan. So they don't really have yeah. a choice. Um, yeah. It's yeah. So I, I love, yeah, I, I loved the, the trailer, um, it was Me completely too. sold on it. Still have problems with Tilda Sweden being the, the chosen one. And they also, they also mentioned it again in the panel, which I'm like, you're just doing PR work right now. It still doesn't right. answer any of the questions, but, uh, uh the movie looks great. Um, yeah. Uh let's see. So a brand new, the next movie uh there was no teaser or anything that I heard of. But big news coming out of Black Panther movie is they got Michonne uh from The Walking Dead.
0: Yeah. Casted in I don't Black think Panther. that film starts filming until January.
1: No, but that's um, pretty big casting news. Like basically you know, they've gotten like all these awesome African-American actors and like come into this movie.
0: Oh, and it's just like so excited.
1: It's I'm so excited for that movie. I think Black Panther for me is right up there with Spider-Man because I've seen like four, four fucking Spider- five Spider-Man movies now. Um, I, I can't wait. And and Civil War was the best trail they could have gotten for Black Panther. Yes. Um, yeah. So pretty excited Black, about that one.
0: Well, he, he was such perfect casting. And every time they announce a new cast member for this movie, it's just one exciting thing after the next. You're just like, oh, my God put this movie out right now like the like michael b jordan's playing the villain i think michonne is playing one of his bodyguards because i think um he has uh uh because now he's the king of wakanda so he's got right. bodyguards um just I'm surprised. genius I'm, in su- casting.
1: I'm, I'm like surprised oprah's not in this fucking movie seriously
0: <laughs> yeah i don't it's it just looks um it looks incredible. Um, so and, if, far. and if
1: you're and if you're listening to this podcast and you still haven't seen Creed, go fucking watch Creed. Yeah. Even if even if you're excited to watch the Black Panther movie and you have not seen Creed, go watch Creed and then come back and say, "Holy shit, I'm even more excited!" Because that's what you'll be. Yeah, because um, exactly. Creed is such a don't great watch movie.
0: Fantastic Four. It's a waste. Watch Fruitvale Station and Creed. Uh, yeah, it's and you'll fantastic. see
1: how you'll see how talented this guy is that they got they got to direct this movie.
0: Yes. Um, um, the other, uh,
1: Thor Ragnarok. So no footage oh. shown there, but they did show, uh, some kind of gladiator armor. So yes. planet Hulk looks like it's happening in this movie, which yeah, for better I, or worse, I, I'm not sure about.
0: I, yeah, I know that you kind of had reservations on it. Um, I, I think what, and I think most people think this way is that, uh, uh, they like the mashup, but I'm just not sure about, I'm still like trying to figure out how they're going to go about doing this cuz I keep hearing about Thor's hair being cut and him thrown into the arena with Hulk and fighting another you know being or whatever. So like they all got to fight each other. So I don't know about that. I yeah, I like the either. whole I like the whole idea of you know Hulk being sent to a planet and having to fight his way out. You know, that's that's fucking badass because I you've seen it um I think in the comics but you've also seen it in Samurai Jack. There's one of my favorite episodes is when he gets captured and thrown into this gladiator arena and he's got to fight his way out and each fighter he fights is actually just batter. justice
1: league justice league did that too in an episode where superman had to fight his way out
0: yeah yeah that's right that's right so but i don't know i don't it doesn't look like they're going that route it just looks like they're you yeah, know i don't know the the stories together but yeah we'll see you know we, we have to be confident and patient because it is marvel you know, yeah, so. I mean, that's the only saving
1: grace of it. If you told me that, <laughs> like, if you told me, like, DC was putting in two storylines into the same movie, like, can you just get one fucking storyline right? Because, like, yeah, did you, you watch the Honest Trailers for Batman v. Superman, right? Yes. Like, there's yeah. that tangent where they're like, okay, so there's this movie, then there's that movie, then there's this plot line, there's that plot line. And they're like, wait a minute, this is all in one movie? Shouldn't it be longer than three hours? Like, even the Ultimate Edition? Yeah. So, but because it's Marvel, just like you said, I'll... I'll hold reservations for it, but I'm, I'm wary about this movie just because like out of all the other movies, Thor doesn't get as much love. Even Ant-Man kind of surpassed him already. Um, And because of, because of what he's done in Ant-Man and and especially in civil war, Um, I liked the dark world. I know you didn't like it that much. Uh, I really liked the first one, Um, but I was really excited for this one because it was like, it was one of the better storylines for, for Thor and the yeah. fact that they're mixing in Planet Hulk because the fans want it, I think it, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Like I don't, hope, I hope this doesn't, yeah, I hope this doesn't end up being like a Venom type thing, you know, from Spider-Man Three.
0: Yeah, I hope not either. Um, but yeah, we just got to just wait and see, 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 see. Yeah, see, luckily see,
1: Marvel see. has built up all the street cred, so. <laughs>
0: um. So. Captain Marvel, Um, they finally um, announced what everyone's been waiting for and pretty much knew for a while now, but uh, they made it official. Um, Our uh, Brie Larson will be Captain Marvel, and I could not be happier. I mean, Marvel is just killing it in the casting department, Um, especially after you go see the last couple movies she's in. It just, I mean, the room is. She's so, so freaking good in that. And, uh, so now, and, and, you know, I saw her in the trailer for Skull Island, so I guess maybe she can do action. So I guess there's anything, there's nothing this, this lady can't do. So I'm really looking forward to her, uh, being Captain Marvel, but this is like, you know, shit three years away or whatever. So, yeah. um, but that was really good casting news. Uh, they did show, uh, I heard they showed a teaser for guardians of the galaxy, but, um, it's it hasn't posted online. I don't think. Um, no, it hasn't.
1: It hasn't. Neither has the uh, Spider-Man uh, stuff either.
0: Yeah, but there's there's big casting news for both of those movies. Um, in in Guardians, you know, they've talked about Kurt Russell for a really long time, and people speculated that he would be Star Lord's father, which just sounded awesome to me. And then it was revealed that he is, but he's playing Ego the Planet, which that blew my mind. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, how did that happen? You know, um, I've read, you know, the, the, uh, explanation of the teaser and they actually throw a reference in there that really made me laugh that I I can't wait to see that teaser if they ever show it. But, um, it was the fact that they're like, you have a penis. And he's like, yes, I have a penis. (laughs) they, (laughs) They couldn't figure out how, how Starler was born. Um, But basically, Ego was like, yeah, I just wanted to see what it was like to be human, so I just wanted to check it out. And Yeah, that was really, really funny. Um, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I heard they also have Sylvester Stallone's in it, too, which I have no idea what he's playing. Um, But the premise of the movie sounds pretty good, and um, Groot is going to be, I think, a baby all the way through it, as from what I heard. Um, But it adds some interesting dynamics because baby Groot can do different things. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What's your take on Guardians of the Galaxy Two?
1: I can't wait for it. I was excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Two as soon as the credits started rolling for the first movie when I saw it in the theater. <laughs> I mean, before Star, said- yeah, before Star Wars came out, that was like Star Wars. Like that movie yeah. was fucking Star Wars. So it was fun. It it had you know it had it had humor. It had lots of action. It had a, a great great cast. I mean, every, I mean, even fucking what's his face uh, who played uh, Drax. He was awesome in that movie. Like oh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody shines in that movie. So I couldn't wait for uh, another one. And I, I, I hope it doesn't get like sequelitis where it, they, they rehash some of the same jokes or whatever, because there was so unique that, that first movie. Um, and it, it's tough to, to take a unique movie like that and build upon it. You know, I'm looking at you, the matrix. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that, uh, that it it is – if it's if it's equal to the first movie, I'll be happy because the first movie was just so fun.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, they could do some – definitely sounds like they're going to do character development for Star-Lord. I don't know what the other character is going to be up to, but I, I'm excited they got Yondu back. Yeah, they, he's got um, a fin now. He's got the fin. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this movie. It, it, the first one was so much fun, um, and this one looks to be kind of the same, the same that way. Um, lastly, I guess for Marvel um, would be uh, Spider-Man, and they finally officially announced uh, that Vulture would be uh, the villain, and our very own. I'm so excited for this. Michael Keaton is going to be the, uh, the Vulture. Which again, Marvel genius casting, we love you. <laughs> um, you can't get better, than Michael Keaton. Man, he's he's such. I think a, just an underrated actor. Um,
1: I'm so happy that Mike, like, we've said this before. I'm so happy Michael Keaton's back, like yes. in the foray. Like I just I loved him so much growing up in everything that he did growing up. I mean, I, I even loved him in that uh, movie. Oh, fuck the where he played a mental patient. With uh, Christopher oh, Lloyd, oh the dream team! Yes, the dream he team. Also, loved him in that. He
0: also he did some um, dramas too, like My Life and uh, uh, Love Sober. Yeah, I loved My yeah. Life. Yeah, those are. Uh, uh, he was. Yeah, the '80s were great. <laughs> the yeah. '80s were great with Michael Keaton.
1: Yeah, I loved um, him. but yeah,
0: very very excited about Spider Man. That that's got a huge cast, and I love the fact that they've gone back to high school. Yep. Um, so, and and it looks like they're being. Uh, looks like there's going to be some diversity going on in there with some of the actors they've gotten there. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that movie now. Um, so that's it for, for uh, movies and whatnot. That's a um, uh, Comic-Con stuff. Basically that's the Comic-Con wrap up. Yeah. Um. So while, while I was away on my honeymoon, <laughs> we did watch a lot of Netflix on our downtime when we were done doing all the the activities. Cause the, the sun goes down at like seven 30 on the dot every day.
1: I was not um, on your, like, I was not on your honeymoon and I watched a lot of Netflix,
0: <laughs> but we watched, um, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend could, because that was a recommendation from Cody, uh, Cody Stark. And, um, he was right, dude, that, that show is freaking hilarious. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a better version of new girl. Cause I hmm. like new girl, I love new but girl. crazy ex-girlfriend is hysterical. And the fact that it adds musical numbers, like I thought I wouldn't like that because I'm not like a really musical number guy, but it's, it's funny. Rachel Bloom is a very, very, very funny individual. Like she's really funny genius. In fact, um, would have liked to have seen her in ghostbusters, but then that would have been two weird people on there. Um, yeah. was, Kate McKinnon is just, was amazing. Um, so And then the other one that I, that I watched because it was only eight episodes was Stranger Things, and you watched it as well last week.
1: I fucking what love the show.
0: You loved it. Okay, good. Because I, I loved it too because it just really brought me back to my childhood. I mean, it reminded me of Spielberg. It reminded me of Goonies, um, E.T., Stand By Me. I can go on and on and on. It had just all these different elements. Um, job,
1: the Thing um... – was the
0: thing, uh,
1: the the which remake. they even showed a, a clip remake.
0: of the thing in the movie too, in the TV show. Yeah, they showed a clip. Um, yeah. I just want to start really quickly with because there's so many good things. I'll just start with the bad things really quickly. Um, I didn't really like the way it ended too much. I mean, it was okay, but I didn't really like the way it ended. And secondly, um, Winona Ryder drew me crazy. I, I really, you didn't feel the same. I know you didn't feel the same way. Wow, but after but after a while. I could not stand her character. Like every time she was on screen, I was like, go away, like down to the really bad wig and, and the overacting. But, but then again, like my wife was saying like, well, I didn't really like her either, but you have to think if you're a mother and you've lost your child, you're going to overreact all the time. And I said, yeah, I, I guess you're right. So I'll give her a pass on that. But I just, I thought she was misplaced. And and only because everyone else in that show felt like they were unknowns. They were no, they hadn't been in anything before, or there were some character actors I've seen before, but they weren't really like really well known. So I really liked that because that was like going to see ET for the first time where everybody in that movie or most people in that movie were relative unknowns. And so I really focused on the kids because they were my favorite part about the whole thing. Um, but other but the, again, that's nitpicking. The the show is fantastic. I it really like really captured the eighties beautifully and and also captured that time where those type of movies came out. And um I don't know if this generation can really appreciate that as much as our generation, you know. I think, that, I think I think it's a throwback. A a different thing I mind.
1: think for us, like what's what's great about the show is that even if you don't get all the eighties nostalgia, it's still a fucking great show. Um so the 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 '80s nostalgia is just like a bonus for people like me and you and whoever grew up yeah. in the '80s too. Um, I fucking love the music. I mean the 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 whole the whole beginning. It's the only. It's probably the only Netflix or any show I should say that I've ever watched where I don't skip the opening credits or the opening yeah. title sequence because I fucking loved it so much.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: One of the things I got in also was like a little bit of Tron as well in there.
0: Yes, because of the lights. Yeah.
1: Um, but like, like you said, I'm on the opposite and I loved Winona Ryder in it. I absolutely loved her. And, and for the reasons that your wife said that it, it shows how crazy you can get if you're fucking not only, not only did you lose your kid, but you lost your kid in such a fucked up way that nobody's going to fucking believe you. Like he, yeah. my, my son is missing. He's stuck in the wall. Like, are you, are you okay? Like you think somebody went <laughs> fucking crazy, you know? So I I loved her. I loved I loved the guy uh David Harbour who plays Jim Hopper, who is yes. always who's always been like a side character in all the stuff but now he gets to shine as the, as one of the main actors. I fucking loved him he, too. He was um, great. Yeah, and the kids I read somewhere where they they went through like like ridiculous amounts of tryouts to get the right proper kids. And it sounds like they did, like you mentioned the Goonies where they got like the perfect ensemble cast because all the kids were awesome. It didn't, it didn't seem like Jake Lloyd was in this movie. Um, not to, right. piss on, not to piss on that guy anymore, but like, it, it didn't <laughs> seem like, you know, I hate child actors where it looks like they're just reading from a cue card and they're not acting. Right. So these kids, every single one of them, um, fucking awesome. Loved all of them. um, man, I don't even know where to start. There's the, the ending of the series that you said, or the season, I didn't mind that because it was a cliffhanger. You know, you you got the only problem that sucks is that I watched this fucking thing in three days or four days and I got to wait a whole year for it to come back. Um, (laughs) I I didn't mind. uh, Why, why didn't you like the season finale because of the way it ended? You said,
0: I I think it's because um, a lot of, a lot of things have trouble, um, Like you have, they build up, they build up, they build up, they build up. And then, and then the ending, they just, I think it just kind of drag on a little bit. And, and also they, they left it open to the point of like, I was like, well, how, I thought this was a self contained series. I didn't think that they were going to be making more of these, I mean, at least with the same cast and whatnot.
1: Oh, really? Because I don't
0: think, I I don't think they should do that if that's what they're thinking about. I, I think they should make stranger things kind of like American horror story. Like just make it different each time with different characters and different situations. Um, well, Wait, okay, are you, are you different. saying, are you saying you thought that's what they were doing or you, that's what you want? No, I, I think that I thought that's what they were doing is that the the way they ended it was like, Oh, there's going to be more of these people or more of this situation next year. Because and I, I don't heard want that. I read
1: that there's like a, a, the, the show creators have this like manuscript, this giant manuscript where they have all these things written down for the other side or what do they call it? The under the under what do they call it? The under upside down upside down. Right. They have this huge manuscript for what the upside down is and they haven't even come close to it. What I would like is a mixture of both where the next season deals with other people that do the same thing that are trying to also deal with other things from the upside down. But then in like season three, they tie the two storylines together.
0: Okay. I, I guess. I mean, that would be all right. Well,
1: because you can't have – you just can't have that guy spitting out – that kid spitting out slugs and shit and having Eleven be alive and then just leave it at that. Like what happens when he continue? what happens when he spits out a slug in his sleep? Like what's going to happen then? So um, yeah, they have to address that shit. Um, but I'm okay if they go completely different direction in season two, and I would love to, for them to come back to tie the two things together, uh, which would be pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I just found yeah. a nitpick. I found a nitpick. The thing I didn't like the most the thing I did not like the most in this movie was that Matthew Modine was underutilized in this in this show.
0: Yeah, they made him like a, a typical bad guy. Like it didn't add anything like new at all.
1: Yeah, like he had um, more he had more camera guy than the scientist in E.T. with the with the keychain. Yeah. He had more screen time in this show than that guy did in E.T. and the guy in ET did a better job or had more to do. Yes. Because Modine dies off, basically dies off camera. Like he's, he's, uh, well, to me, like you could have plugged and then
0: they pan away.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, but basically dies off camera, but you could have plugged anybody into that and delivered the same like lines that he did. Cause he didn't really have a lot to do. You know what I mean? Like it was just a namesake. I think Modine could have done, they could have gave him more to do in the show. That's my, that's my only nitpick um, that you could have plugged any actor I, in there to do
0: that I would have liked to make him more menacing um like i I guess his scenes with his daughter were okay because he was just like all soft and quiet and, like you can do this you know and it was that just, like, wasn't
1: crazy. his that wasn't his daughter though
0: well I know but she but she called him father I know I just said that but um she called him father or whatever but even though that that wasn't her father but he you know they had that relationship but he was like making her do all these awful things. Right. And that was creepy to me. But then all the off other stuff that he was doing seemed like token bad guy shit that I've seen a thousand times. Um, I would have liked to have seen him do some more like really bad, awful things. Um, other than that, man, I mean, that's just, again, that's just nitpicking. I, I recommend that show for anyone. Um, yeah. To watch. Um, like you said, it's pretty universal. But it's an added bonus if you grew up in the '80s. You're gonna like really dig, uh, really dig this show even more. There's such a lot of good references and um, callbacks and nostalgic things that happen, or some of the things that the kids say. They really nailed it. They nailed it. I think they nailed it better than Super Eight nailed it. I mean, I don't think Super Eight nailed it as well. As, right. Uh, yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, these guys really nailed it. Well, they um, also
1: had like what nine, ten episodes to flush out the eight episodes
0: to nail it. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh,
1: if if you have Netflix, you have to watch Stranger Things. Start it on yes. a Friday night because you're not going to do anything all weekend. Because you don't want to start it <laughs> yeah, on a Monday. Much. You don't want to start on a Monday because you're just going to want to keep watching. And it's only eight episodes, so it's only eight hours over the weekend. You can do
0: it. Yeah, you can do it.
1: Um let's see. Uh the other thing I watched uh Two things I watched um, was Master of None. I finally watched it and uh, really loved it. Um, They recently got nominated for uh, Emmys, which is awesome. Really funny show. Very unique. um, Very diverse. I love how diverse that show is. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, we, we throw the term diverse, but that show takes place in New York City, and that's how New York City should look. Like the people that he associates himself with, like that's how it should be. So to put a label on it kind of does a disservice for the fact like, wait a minute, that's real world shit. Like that's what we should probably be using instead of the word diverse from now on where like master of none looks like it takes place in the real world. You know what I mean? It's not surrounded by white people.
0: No, I, I, I totally agree with you. They, they really, they nailed New York city. I mean, it's like a, like a, a second, third character, you know, they, they really, uh, he did such a good job. Um, it's just really good writing. I, I don't even really know what to say about that show other than it's super funny. I yep. mean, number one, it's really funny. Uh, number two, it's very like, um, I mean, I like I like Aziz's character, but I think it's the other characters that really um, uh, make the show really, really good.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point uh, too, because he, he does such a great, him and the other guy, I forget his name, um, who writes the show with him, does such a great job of just setting up real stuff for other people to say and do like everything that they talked about between like relationships, that one episode where they are living together and they go through like the little fights and all the little things they do here and there. It's like, it's like they were like, you know what? I'm not going to censor my writing. This is shit that happens in real life. Like the whole, um, the The sexist scene of the whole show, (laughs) (laughs) right? The, the sexist episode where, um, you know, he's trying to, understand what it's like to be a woman like all that shit's real like it's just like there was no holds barred of like what um like real life situations it was just fucking really good um and and funny too which is important um the other thing i watched talk about 80s nostalgia was uh netflix's voltron um
0: yeah i haven't got a chance to watch that i heard at comic-con that they introduced that there there will be a season two for that uh,
1: it's real. it's really good um it, it it updates the story and basically makes it – so if you don't know anything about Voltron, so what ended up happening was there was this show – I forget the name of the show. Something Go Lines or something like that in Japan. Of course, it looks like anime. But the United States took it over here, but it was really dark. the The mm-hmm. original storyline was like all of Earth was like destroyed or some shit like that and really fucked up. Like the original storyline for Voltron was really fucked up. So the US people were like, Well, we can't fucking show that to kids in the United States. They won't get it and they'll fuck it'll never work. So basically (laughs) they they re-edited it and cut the show completely different to make the story that we grew up with. Because none of that happens in the in the Japanese version. Okay. So what they do in this version is they kind of just redo it and start from scratch and and there's elements in there that are kind of the same like princess aurora is there and and of course the five lions but none of the none of the original basically story things in there make any they also make sense of the the mice do you remember the mice that was in the original show
0: yes yeah they make
1: they make sense of that in this somehow they make sense it actually it actually works in this show in the Netflix version of why people can understand the mice or one person can understand the mice so <laughs> it makes it makes sense <laughs> Um, it's 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 pretty good. It's it's a quick watch. It's only like twenty two minutes an episode, and I think there's like ten or twelve episodes.
0: Oh, Um, I'll have to check it out then because I I was a big Voltron fan. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. I loved anything. I I ate up a lot of Japanese stuff growing up. Man, I loved um, Ultraman, and um, I loved you know Voltron and Robotech. uh,
1: Yes, there was a show on Nickelodeon in the eighties too called Transor Z. I don't know if you
0: saw that. Yes. I was a big Transformers fan. I, I I thought it was okay. I mean, I I watched pretty much everything. I, I've heard that the they're trying to. Um, well, that's just probably off tangent a little bit because I know we talked about Hasbro taking all their properties and mixing them together. Yeah, uh, like because I watched all those two Transformers and Mask and um, and all that shit. Um, I even heard that they're trying to. Aren't they trying to mash He Man with Thundercats and stuff like that? They're, I don't they're know. Doing all sorts of weird stuff. I have no but, idea. Um, yeah, but anyway, folks, you know, check out Netflix. Right now is the best time to do it uh, because it's summertime, and you know when you're it's late night and or the weekends, you don't have anything going on. Sort watch a few of these shows, um, and they won't like Master of None won't take that much time to watch either. Um, no,
1: you could probably break that up with Voltron, and if you want to go eighties weekend, go with Stranger Things and Voltron.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty badass. So that's our that's um, our
1: giant casserole episode. Um Yes. Wow, we went pretty long. We talked about a lot of shit. This is what happens There's when you leave lot, for 2 weeks. And I'm
0: sure we've missed some things, but I this mean, this is what happens. the things that stood out.
1: Yeah, this is what happens when you live when you leave for 2 weeks. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of shit you to gotta talk about. You got to have a
0: supersized sized episode. Yeah. Right.
1: So stay tuned for our next episode. Um, if if uh, this is this is the first episode for this week, we're actually going to release another episode this week um, for our Star Trek review because, like I said, a lot of shit happened this weekend. Um, yes, or the last two weeks: Ghostbusters, Comic Con, and Star Trek. So um, hopefully, you'll play the next episode, which is our Star Trek review.
0: Yes. So this was uh, episode thirty-five, casserole number four of Chew on This or Your Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ Vic. All right. Till next time. Chew on that, folks later.